Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Have you caught a dose of FCS fever? Welcome to the FCS Beaver Podcast, a part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. Now, here's your host of the FCS Beaver Podcast, Jeff Colhane. All right, here we go. Let's fire up another edition of the FCS Fever Podcast. My name is Jeff Colhane, and it was a shakeup Saturday around the world of FCS college football this past weekend, was it not? Goodness, scores that you look at and you kind of scratch your head wondering how they came to be. And a tip of the cap to teams that pulled off some impressive victories on the road in conference play. We've got a great guest on the program talking about one of those big-time wins and upsets in the CAA out east as Villanova radio play-by-play man Ryan Fannin will stop by the show. What a win for the Wildcats. And that I think you look at it, and there are plenty of impressive victories um, that one is right at the top, if not at the top of the list, if you're looking at a win of the weekend. Villanova going on the road, beating James Madison, a Dukes team that had not lost in 19 games, 19-game home winning streak at Bridgeforce Stadium in Harrisonburg, Virginia, in front of over 25,000 fans, their family day weekend. That's big-time stuff, and... You got, you know, the the path, the road to the ring, if you will, in trying to gain one of those top two seeds. Well, it just got tougher for James Madison, and it also got a little bit tougher for South Dakota State as well. And this was a wild game. Goodness, uh, looking at it, I thought SDSU uh, had too much. I thought Southern Illinois had some injuries. I thought South Dakota State at home, take care of business, SIU you know, they played two quote-unquote rivalry games with Illinois State and Western Illinois, their first two games in Missouri Valley Football Conference play, and didn't look perfect by any means. But they got the job done, and they won those games. South Dakota State hadn't been perfect either, but SDSU's resume was better, and obviously the win over Colorado State to start the year was as dominant of a performance as, as we have seen. And uh, Southern Illinois finds a way to get it done. I mean, South Dakota State, I'm sure the Jackrabbits are kicking themselves about not uh, closing out this Saluki team. Uh, A wild game, like I mentioned. SDSU jumped up early and often, looking good in the first half. And then I'm sure you've seen the highlight on social media, but the play inside uh, the goal line, or rather inside the the five-yard line, uh, near the goal line, where... Southern Illinois gives it to Javon Williams Jr. He looks to pass it to Nick Baker, the quarterback. Nothing there. 
weaves his way through the defense, goes up John Elway style, gets helicoptered mid-flight, and the ball comes free, and South Dakota State returns it 99 yards for a score. And you hear that a sequence of events that put the Jackrabbits up by a couple of scores. And then Pierre Strong Jr. proving why he's an NFL-capable running back out of the Missouri Valley Football Conference. He has a, a big-time, big-play alert, 80-plus-yard touchdown run. I saw that when our game wrapped up in the Fargo Dome, a nice win by North Dakota State over Northern Iowa in a top-12 matchup between two very, very good Valley teams. I saw that. I thought it was over. Ten minutes to play. It's a two-score game for South Dakota State at home, but apparently the defense on the field a ton in the second half. That big play helped on the scoreboard, but maybe it didn't help in trying to get the SDSU defense a little bit of a breather. And Southern Illinois made some some plays down the stretch. Nick Baker had a big-time day, uh, accounting for uh, over 400 yards of total offense. And, of course, finding receivers down the stretch and getting the ball in the end zone. John Stigelmeyer electing to go for two. His defense gassed and not able to cash in on a two-point conversion in overtime at home, leading to a Southern Illinois winner, 42-41 over the Jackrabbits at Dykow Stadium in Brookings. Go back to quarterback Nick Baker, the Missouri Valley Football Conference Offensive Player of the Week. He rallied SIU from a 20-point deficit, led an amazing comeback, 28 of 45 for 359 yards. He threw four touchdowns and no picks. Also ran it 12 times for 43 yards. And then, of course, a game-tying 70-yard touchdown drive late in the fourth quarter. A run of eight yards on fourth and six. A pass for 18 on fourth and 11. Um, crazy. Crazy work there by Nick Baker and Landon Lenore. No Avante Cox, by the way. He was hurt, didn't play. Landon Lenore... Uh, was was big, career-high 10 receptions, 147 yards and two scores. He had the one-handed catch in the front corner of the end zone that tied the game with 34 seconds to send it into overtime. So Nick Baker, Southern Illinois quarterback, he gets a helmet sticker for the win on the road at South Dakota State for the Salukis. The Bison are clipping along in the right direction, folks. I know everyone wants to see NDSU stumble off the the top block in the spring they did a little bit off the top of the FCS mountain. Uh, Sam Houston winning the spring national championship. But NDSU is 5-0, and 2-0 and in Missouri Valley Football Conference play with two rivalry wins over UND in Northern Iowa. And now the Bison have three very gettable games at the uh, in the next three weeks in the month of October here to end the month of October before going down to South Dakota State and playing in the Dakota Marker game at Dykow Stadium against SDSU. Bison fans wanting the offense to get cooking in the right direction. Well, an 85-yard touchdown strike. Quincy Patterson, the second, to Christian Watson. Got things rolling early. Watson had a career-high yards receiving in a game in the first quarter with 120-plus. And the defense, with some injuries, still able to go out and slow down a UNI offense with Theo Day, the Michigan State transfer, who a lot of people, including myself, looked at Northern Iowa's offense as the best that we had seen in quite some time. But the NDSU defense got to the quarterback, five sacks a day, turned the football over, short fields early on in the third quarter, helped extend NDSU's lead with two touchdowns in the first two possessions 
of the third quarter in play, and it made uh, you and I's day not a lot of fun at the Fargo Dome on Saturday afternoon. So, top 12 matchup, NDSU prevails. Eighth straight time they've beaten Northern Iowa, and they move up in the polls as well with a shakeup around the top of the FCS college football world. Well, going back to Villanova, the win of the weekend, going into Harrisonburg, Virginia, and snapping James Madison's 19-game home field winning streak at Bridgeforce Stadium. And there are a lot of highlights in this one. Uh, Villanova's radio play-by-play man Ryan Fannin with some great calls at the end of this game. Villanova sealing the deal in a 28-27 win. Listen into some of these. I cannot believe it. The most celebrated kicker in the history of FCS. He's made more field goals than anybody ever. It's a 36-yard field goal attempt. It would give JMU the lead with 2.18 to go. Here's the kick for JMU. The kick by Rack. He is on the way, and it hits the upright. He missed it. He missed it. No good. Oh, my goodness. The Cats still lead. 28-27 with 2.12 to go. you got to love it. From Villanova's 29-yard line, fourth down and one, 156 to go, fourth quarter. Cats lead 28-27. Can they get a yard? Smith is going to give it to Covington. He spins. He got the first down. The Cats are going to win this one on the road. Almost for certain. you got to love it. What a gutsy call by Mark Ferrani. First down, Villanova. you got to love it. Well, many would start by saying they feel Villanova is a hoop school, a basketball school. And they certainly are that with Jay Wright and national championships at the highest level. But after a win over James Madison on the road, football is certainly loving life right now. I'm going to say right here, Villanova football school. Huh? After that victory at James Madison over the weekend, ending the Dukes 19-game home field winning streak, the longest, tie for the longest, in FCS college football. And our next guest on the podcast, he was there documenting every moment of the big win. Ryan Fannin, play-by-play man for the Villanova Wildcats with us on the FCS Fever podcast. Ryan, absolutely a pleasure to have you on the program with us today. And what a win. I mean, I, I tell you, that's a special kind of victory that everybody will remember where they were at when that win happened. Uh, just give me a general view, 35,000-foot view of this one from your perspective over the weekend. Well, we are just from a Villanova perspective to be able to go to JMU, who's just been on an uh, incredible run of a lifetime for their program. And uh, to not only, uh, as you mentioned, you know, they had won 19 straight at Bridge Four Stadium. They had won 20 straight regular season games. They had won 14 straight CA regular season games and 15 straight against CA teams, including the playoffs. They had won 12 straight home regular season games, all by 14 or more points. And to be down by 11 at halftime and shut JMU out mm. in the second half and outscore them 12 nothing. Um, in that second half and come away with the one-point win. You know, you could just tell this Villanova team after losing to Rhode Island in the spring in overtime and Delaware by seven that even though Villanova went two and two, I felt like the team felt like they they were just better than that. And now this fall season with five, ten-year, with ten fifth-year players and ten six-year players, Mm. 
that it is such a veteran team that's locked in, focused, and felt like they should have been a playoff team in the spring, and they were not at 2-2. Two and two. Um, They didn't deserve to get in at 2-2. Two and two. And now um, to be able to go up to Penn State, be down 17-3 at half, uh, you lose 38-17, such a obviously respectable score against Penn State. I think we gained a lot of confidence from the great comeback win over Richmond, scoring three touchdowns in the final 501 back on September the 18th, and then gained confidence off the Penn State game and had two weeks to get ready for JMU. And it all came together. And I felt like two days before the game, after talking with our coordinators and doing all my boards and all mm-hmm. the preparation that I love to do, I had a feeling that it was our time to go there and win. That's fantastic. Uh, Ryan Fannin with us. He had the uh, the call on the Villanova radio network. Villanova goes in and upsets James Madison 28-27, shutting out the Dukes, as Ryan mentioned, in the second half. You had the thought that it could get done beforehand. When did you feel like the tide was turning during the game? Like you said, down 11 at halftime, when did you sense that turn of the tide where the Wildcats were, were moving things in the right direction? I mean, it was a crazy game in the fact that Villanova looked dominant in the first quarter. Villanova put up 195, uh, put up uh, 200, uh, close, right around 200 yards of offense in the first quarter alone. Wow. And then Villanova ended up with a negative 11 yards in the second quarter. We lost our incredible linebacker, Amin Black, to a targeting call with just under nine minutes to go in the second quarter. And they just started running on us and running on us, and they dominated the second quarter. And you looked up at halftime and you thought, okay, this is about halftime adjustments. I know Villanova. I knew we had the team to go toe-to-toe with them, but you're down 11 at JMU. I knew we needed to have a special third quarter. And when we came out in the third quarter and really put together, um, you know, an impressive field goal, followed by another field goal, followed by a 57-yard touchdown from Dan Smith to Rajon Pringle, um, you know, in, in that stretch, uh, Villanova scored, you know, 12 points in that 12.01 of the third to the 254 mark of the third. And then nobody scored a point for the final 17 minutes and 54 seconds of the game. It was a wild game, but the the simple answer to your question is, it was such a weird first half, the way I described it. We dominated, then they dominated. It wasn't really until that third quarter where I saw a resolve that you could just tell that this game was going to go to the wire when we stepped up, made the adjustments, and just played a terrific third quarter on the road at JMU, ranked two and three in the country last week. Um, Obviously, with the win, the polls out now. Villanova's moved up to five and six. It's just changed the whole complexion of how special this season can be for Villanova now with this monumental win at James Madison. No question. Uh, Ryan, we hear a lot about the JMU backs and the the number of backs they have, and rightly so. They're all very good. But, man, Justin Covington, he's he's battled a knee injury in the past. He wasn't a part of the game down in Harrisonburg where the Wildcats were close in 2019, but he was certainly a part of this win. Are we giving this young man enough credit? Should we be talking more about Justin Covington, the Villanova running back nationally? 
Well, first of all, when Villanova went for it on fourth and one from their own 29-yard line with a six-year quarterback and a six-year tailback and veteran offensive line, the confidence that Coach Ferrani put in that team to say, go get me one yard. If you get me one yard, we're going to win this game. We're going to be able to run out yeah. the clock. And the confidence he put in that group, um, you know, uh, if you punt it away and JMU comes down, then the, the most celebrated field goal kicker in the history of FCS, who's made more field goals than anybody ever since it started in 1978, is he going to really miss a third straight field goal? And Coach Ferrani just didn't want to allow that. And the fact that Smith put it right in the gut of Covington, he spins, stretches the arm out, gets that first down. It was one of the most exhilarating moments I can remember. This is my 29th year doing Villanova football. And for that one, probably five seconds when he stretched that hand out, that's probably the most excited I've ever been calling a game in the regular season, along with maybe a late touchdown we scored at Delaware to secure a playoff berth back uh, Brett Gordon to Brian White in 2002, 19 years ago. I'm glad you brought that call up. Going for it at your own 29-yard line on fourth and one. I mean, you talk about a coach's ultimate trust, ultimate trust in his players, and uh, and Mark Ferrante showing that. Uh, so impressive. What was that discussion like uh, as it was going on? And then after the game, it obviously worked. Uh, the emotion around everything. Uh, what a gutsy big-time call there by the head coach. You know, uh, when, when a kicker of the magnitude of Ethan Rackey misses a 27-yarder uh, and a 36-yarder and all the dynamics I described about the veterans that we have, after Dan Smith on second down, uh, excuse me, on third down uh, and five and a half, got four and a half yards and set up the fourth and one, the players were already motioning towards the sidelines. Let's go, let's go. So as Coach Bowden, our offensive coordinator, and former quarterback from the 90s, and Coach Ferrani were talking on the sidelines about the decision, and then, of course, JMU was using their third and final timeout at that moment to give Villanova that time to regroup. Even before the players got over, he sensed that they wanted to go, and Bowden and Coach Ferrani's conversation, their gut early in those first few seconds was, we're going to go for this. And then when they came over to the sidelines, it was just a group consensus of, we're going to go for this, and we're going to get this. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm reading the recap and I had to go back and look at it, Ryan, probably three or four times. I'm like, did they say that right? They went for it on their own 29. I mean, I, I, I think it's great. I think it's great. And, and to your point, as you laid out and explained, hey, Daniel Smith, Justin Covington, offensive line. If we're going to win this game, we want to do it ourselves. And uh, that's pretty special stuff right there as Ryan Fannin, Villanova play-by-play man, joins us. Uh, you could you could say, I, I think it is, the win of the weekend in the FCS and the shake-up Saturday at the top. Villanova goes to James Madison and wins at Bridgeport Stadium in front of 25,000-plus fans uh, at that game in Harrisonburg over the weekend. Uh, I want to talk about your defense as well and uh, give the guys credit where credit is deserved. Forrest Ryan, 20 tackles in this game. Who didn't he tackle? One for the ages. Man. One for the ages. One of the greatest performances. I remember Curtis Eller 
um, an All-American in the early 90s for us. Now we're going back almost 30 years. He had, and I'm going to look this up this week, I think he had a 20-plus tackle game at Connecticut um, in 1992. Uh, And I remember uh, he stopped Connecticut on like four straight downs (laughs) from the one-yard line. (laughs) And it was like one of those performances I just remember being in awe for years, remembering that performance of Curtis Eller. And and to to lose not only – uh, we had an injury to another. We played the three-three-five defense, and we lost another starting defensive player in Owen Thomas during the game. We lose another starter that I mentioned, Amin Black, who's having a tremendous year to the targeting call. Um, we had a couple guys really step up for us: Quasen Townsell, um, Mike Ruane, the transfer from UMass. They both played big for us. But what Forrest Ryan did with these 20 tackles with a game of that magnitude, I mean, it just it changes everything for us. He was an absolute monster in that game. And he is, he's become a legend at Villanova for his behind-the-scenes leadership and work. He's, he's in the graduate program, so he has a lot of time. And he literally just goes in and just studies film and studies film and and I think he has a great chance to get into the NFL camp and become a pro because he is every sense of a pro the way he prepares. And this is a special, special player Villanova has in Forrest Ryan. Yeah, 20 tackles. I mean, goodness, just uh, an epic performance by, uh, by Mr. Ryan in a big-time way. Ryan, I'm looking at the schedule here, and you got Albany on the road this weekend. I know you take it week by week. We've seen you Albany in the Fargo Dome. That's obviously a very winnable game. I wouldn't have circled the Rhode Island game before the season started at your place as one to watch, but Rhodey's 5-0. and You guys coming off a big win. That's a massive one. And then obviously some of the road games you have in league at Delaware at the end of the year going to be a biggie. How does this, you know, this type of a win what kind of uh, trajectory does this put this football team on with what they believe they can do now with this group? Can you go 1-0 and every week? That's what this is all about, in my opinion. I've watched so many of these Villanova seasons that they were sort of, you know, maybe struggled early and came on late or started fast and then slow and then other great years where they just rode it all the way through. I think there's a sense of maturity and a humbleness to be candid, of this team from losing those games in the spring to Rhode Island and Delaware. And that's why I like the dynamics of the Rhode Island game. I mean, that that cost us a playoff bid last year, losing to Rhode Island sure. overtime at home. I think we had a pretty good chance if, if we had gone 3-1 and one to get in the playoffs. But at 2-2, two and two, we had no chance. So that Rhode Island game, um, they have to play Towson this week. And, and that's going to be a tough game for Rhode Island. They're going to either come in 5-1 and one or 6-0 and oh, um, into that game. Uh, depending on what happens. And then Albany has played some teams extremely tough. Um, So I really think it's all about maturity, and I really think that might be this team's greatest strength is they're resilient. Um, The Richmond comeback showed a lot to me. You know, to score three touchdowns in the final 5-0-1 to win by seven when you're down 14. Uh, And we had to go play at Penn State and at JMU following that Richmond game. So you look back now at where we are at four and one and two in the CAA. That Richmond comeback win really set us up, I think, to be able to then uh, just keep that momentum going, play Penn State well, have two weeks to prepare for JMU. So 
you know, I think this team is really in a good position mentally. I think they're a very close knit you uh, close uh, knit team, and I think they're just together. And I think they're not going to look ahead. Um, so I really like the dynamics of what we have in front of us. Um, where I think some other teams are in the past, um, Villanova and other teams, you know they're just not mature enough to handle success. I feel like this team is, and only time will tell. What a win, Ryan. Always appreciate your time. Know you're very busy. Great to have you with us on the pod, and uh, enjoy it. We, uh, we might be running into the Wildcats in November I, and in I've December. I've 29 years to play North Dakota State in a playoff game, so <laughs> I'm hoping 2021's the time. Yep. Amen to that. Thank you, Ryan, for your time today. Thank you. Great being with you. All right. Big thanks, Ryan Fannin. What a win for Villanova. Mark Ferrante and company. Uh, team to beat right now in the CAA. You, you got to say so. How can they build off of that is going to be uh, extremely important. And yeah, you hand out helmet stickers. How about the defensive effort, uh, as we talked about, of linebacker Forrest Ryan? Career high 20 tackles all over the field. Really impressive stuff. Quarterback Daniel Smith, very good player. Justin Covington, uh, running back, very good player as well. Those are all guys that need to be uh, talked about for their performances in that 28-27 win at JMU over the weekend. A couple other shout-outs here. Uh, Offensively, Cole Kelly, Southeastern Louisiana, the defending Walter Payton Award winner. He was outstanding in a defense-optional game in the Southland a 58-48 win over Nichols. Uh, he was great. Five touchdown passes, seven total touchdowns in the win by Cole Kelly and uh, the Lions of Southeastern Louisiana. Wanted to give him a shout-out. We've talked a lot of Eric Barrier, and rightly so, but Cole Kelly's really good. He's probably the best NFL quarterback prospect out of the division this year with his size at 6'7", 260 pounds. Hey, as you know, our show, the FCS Fever Podcast, we have partnered with DraftKings, and they've got an incredible deal for you this week to celebrate the start of the Major League Baseball playoffs, NHL season, and a busy slate of pro football. New users bet $1 on any Major League Baseball playoff game, NHL or pro football game, and win $100 in free bets if either Major League Baseball team records a hit in baseball Either NHL team scores a goal in hockey or either football team scores a point in the football game. That's right. $1. If your team gets one hit, point, or goal, you win $100 in free bets. Uh, That's a sure thing, folks. To take advantage of this offer, click the link that is in the podcast description. Make your first deposit. Place a $1 wager on any NFL, Major League Baseball, or NHL game. And if either team scores a point in baseball, either scores a goal in hockey, or either team records a hit in baseball, you'll receive $100 in free bets instantly. It's the best offer going, so act now with the team at DraftKings. If you or someone you know has crisis counseling, referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-426-2537 in the state of Illinois. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 109 with it in Indiana. 100-522-4700 in Colorado. 
1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, or call, text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. 21 or over, 18 plus and over in Wyoming, Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. A minimum $5 deposit, a minimum $1 wager. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. New polls are out, of course. You got some movement. Sam Houston 1, Eastern Washington 2, NDSU 3, Villanova climbing the ladder, Southern Illinois obviously climbing the ladder for their wins. ETSU is still unbeaten, still undefeated. They're ranked number 10 in the most recent polls. It's the first time since 1997 the Buccaneers have been ranked in the top 10 in the FCS. They were ranked number 7 that week. Congratulations to Randy Sanders and everybody at East Tennessee State, a top 10 football team here in the fall of 2021. And as I mentioned with Ryan Fan and the play-by-play voice of the Villanova Wildcats, I didn't expect the October 23rd game next weekend between Villanova and Rhode Island to be a big game circled in the CAA. But Rhodey is having a great start. They are 5-0 for the first time in 20 years. And Rhode Island uh, beat Delaware over the weekend 20-15 in Kingston. So Rhode Island, the Rams, another team to watch out of the CAA One of the fun things about doing this podcast, getting to know some of these programs that maybe aren't on the radar, yet their guys go to practice every day. They watch film. They do all the same things. The teams at the top we talk about a lot do a shout-out Rhode Island. 5-0. Keep it rolling. And the CAA, love to be talking more about you as we get deeper into the month of October. And before we wrap up the pod, a team, not to be negative here at the end, but was not expecting Dan Hawkins and the Aggies of UC Davis to go on the road in Pocatello and lose at Holt Arena to Iowa State. They fall 27-17. to They fall six spots in the Stats FCS, Stats Perform FCS, Top 25 media poll. Uh, that's another upset to make note and make mention of around the country. UC Davis had gotten off to a really, really hot start, an FBS win at Tulsa, uh, winning all their games early on to start the season, winning at Weber State, but they slip up at Idaho State. Didn't believe it would happen, but it did, and UC Davis falters. Uh, They fall in the category of one of those teams that weren't expecting to lose on Saturday, but it was a shakeup Saturday around the world of FCS college football, and that's why you play the games, folks. That's going to do it for us on this edition of the FCS Fever Podcast. Big thanks to Ryan Fannin, radio play-by-play man of the Villanova Wildcats. We'll be back later on in the week, again, to preview all the big games around FCS college football. Hey, if we knew what was going to happen, why would we even play them? We would just go right to the playoffs, right? That's why you got to come ready to play week in and week out. And sometimes certain teams are going to stumble and stub their toe along the way. We had a shake-up Saturday around the world of FCS college football. That's going to do it for me. Back later in the week. Hope you enjoyed it again. You know the drill. Subscribe, like, comment. Let us know what other storylines around the country you'd like for us to talk about. Thank you for being a part of the FCS Fever podcast. Have a good one, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.